Hey everyone and welcome back to The Deep Dish, a space where voices will be amplified, respected, listened to, and where the only requirement is that your belief and actions do not hinder the progression of the disenfranchised. It is my hope that my conversations with these incredible guests will be the sweetest treat in your day. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Deep Dish. I'm so glad you're here today, and I can't wait to ex- like tell you who I have here today. Her name is Raven Watson, right? So I'm going to introduce her. She is a woman who can inspire your ambition, your energy, and your faith. Her laugh is infectious, but do not get on her bad side because she is a Virgo and has no patience for for negativity. Raven, I am so glad that you're on my podcast. I really am so thankful that you take time to speak with me today. And I really can't wait to get down to the nitty gritty. I typically ask people how long we've known each other, but I don't know the answer to that. And I don't think you know the answer to that. uh, If you... I'm trying to think. But I am. so I'm so glad to have you on because I can't wait to talk to you. The way that I like to start this is, can you tell me what your favorite childhood dessert was? (laughs) My favorite childhood dessert is still my favorite dessert now, and that's chocolate chip cookie. Really? Okay, so tell me what what's the memory that you think of when you think of chocolate chip cookies? Having too many. (laughs) When I was younger, I used to eat a lot of cookies. Like I would eat a lot of Oreos, a lot of chocolate chip cookies, and it was to a point where, um, you know, my mom had taken me to the doctor. And the doctor was like asking me, Well, how how much sweets do you eat? And like it wasn't like, you know, a health risk or anything like that. But they were just asking me a basic question. And I'm like, Oh, I love cookies. And the doctor was like, Well, how many do you eat? And I was like, I don't know, a lot. And you know, I'm young. So I'm just like, I, I just eat a lot of cookies. So then she was like, Well, maybe you should, you know, lower your cookie intake to like, maybe four a day. I was like, four a day? It's like four cookies a day? Yeah, to this day, I eat like eight cookies. <laughs> so what made chocolate chip stand out a of the rest though because i like chocolate i Mm. I love chocolate um which is weird because i don't like chocolate ice cream but i can eat chocolate anything else interesting well chocolate ice cream doesn't really taste like chocolate in my opinion i don't know what it tastes like it tastes tastes like it does it tastes like a different type of milk but it's not necessarily chocolate i don't i don't know i I don't like it either yeah yeah but i do i do like chocolate sprinkles yes me too we're going to go into kind of what you do for work. You're a director of operations yeah. and you have a master's in business, correct? Yeah. And you got that from which university? University of Bridgeport in Connecticut. And where did you get your undergraduate in? <laughs> the great Bethune Cookman <laughs> University. I had to allow you. I had to allow you the opportunity to shout out your HBCU because every HBCU grad loves to. You seem like I just I got so elated when you asked. I was just like, you didn't even speak about Bridgeport Univers- University or Bridgeport that way. No, 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 no. I mean, it's cool. It's a great school, but no. So, what made you pursue a master's in business? So, pursuing the master's, not even gonna lie to you, I did it because I was bored. Like, no lie. Like, that's an honest opinion. Um. I wanted to pursue business as an undergrad um, because when I was younger, I kind of always fantasized because I'm a dreamer. I'm like always in my head. I fantasized my life being a businesswoman. Like that was all I could see was me rocking the suits, rocking the heels in my office. Like that was me behind a computer, just doing stuff. 
I didn't even know what stuff it would be, but that was just like the vision I had in my head when I was when I was younger. Um, so after pursuing my undergrad, I got more interested in you know the operations side of business. You know, I, I dabbled a little in finance, but really figuring out what makes businesses tick and keeps them functioning and running was like what interests me the most. Um, and and that's going into, you know, levels of human resources, going into, you know, finance, just going into training, all all the above um, in regards to business. So when I did get my master's, um, again, I actually got it because I was bored. I was, um, I was at work one day and I had looked up how um, my job was affiliated with the University of Bridgeport and how I could get a percentage off of tuition. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me do that. That was literally how it started. Um, but as I started to, you know, matriculate through the year, I was like, oh, no, like I needed this. Like this, this is giving me, you know, everything that I needed with regards to wanting to enhance my career in business and understanding, you know, what business all entails, because it's different when you're in undergrad and you get your degree and you're like, OK, yeah, I went to school to then being in the field and learning while you're in the field and getting more and more information so that way you you're doing and you know studying at the same time. Um, and I was thankful to have like a couple of people who were you know in my job that would help. <laughs> like they would legit like you know answer questions for me if I had them. Um, there was another um, director there at the time who was actually getting his master's in um, project management. And I had a project management course and I was like, hey, can you help me? And he was like, yeah, no doubt. So that it actually really worked out. And um, I ended up passing, of course, but I, I was able to get my degree um, within, I want to, it was two years. Yeah, within two years um, and never looked back. So as a director of operations, what do you, what does that entail? What does that look like? Um, well, I'm a director of operations at a human res- um, human resource, human service organization. Um, so director of operations can look differently at different um, companies or agencies. So on the human service level, um, we deal with individuals and house individuals, um, adult individuals, I'll say, with intellectual disabilities. So a lot of it has to deal with making sure that budgeting with the state is correct. Um, because we are funded through the state um, through certain channels, we have to make sure that our individuals are covered. One, um, to make sure our staff are covering the individuals, as well as making sure that whatever company spending is being allocated appropriately. So, pretty much forecasting, budgeting, um, and just managing not only the individual's personal finances, but managing you know how the company is spending their finances with regards to housing those individuals as well. Sounds like a lot of math, my <laughs> least favorite subject. Yes. Um, but, and it sounds like, I mean, because, you know, I'm in human resources, so it's a lot of extroverting. Yeah. It's a lot of peopling is, yeah. is the word that I like to use. Um, and so what do you do to decompress yourself? Because oh. it sounds like everything you're doing is peopling. Yes. So the pandemic helped. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, not thank you, because the pandemic sucks, but... In this sense, it was a kind of a, a blessing for me um, because it is a lot of peopling. 
And our individuals, they are the best. Like they are so sweet, so, so kind, especially to me because I do manage their money. So getting mm-hmm. phone calls from them, them busting into my office. Hey, money lady. Oh, hey, hey, my girl that handles mm-hmm. my money. Like that was a lot, <laughs> um, you know, right. within, you know, before the pandemic, um, constantly in meetings for hours on end, um, you know, just meeting about different financial aspects of the company and things like that. So yeah, with the pandemic, um, I was able to work from home more. So there weren't as many interruptions anymore so that I was thankful for that. My stress level actually went down, um, because people weren't constantly looking for me because I was always in the office, always in my, in my office, they weren't constantly looking for me to do something outside of what I was already doing or focusing on. Um, so now going back into the office at least three days a week, I find myself going to my music. Um, so I'll like close my door or I'll just turn my music up loud enough for me to hear and leave my door open. But if they see my head down in my computer, like they don't bother me. And that's kind of just become a known thing in a sense. So yeah, mostly it's music that kind of keeps me centered, sane. And it varies from like Disney music to musicals to gospel to a little bit of rock. Like I I go all over. (laughs) I was just about to ask you, so what's your favorite type of music? Like what was your go-to? You kind of gave me that, but like... So when you are trying to, so even when you're trying to zen out or have a moment, it could, it does it depend on your mood, what you put on, or does it depend on how stressed you are, what you put on? Oh, if I'm like 100% stressed, I'm going to God quick. Like I will have gospel going and, and that's, and, and, you know, because I work in a a, a public office, I'll put my headphones in and I'll just kind of zone out. Um, But if it's not that stressful of a day, and I kind of just want to vibe out. I I will shuffle my Apple Music or I'll shuffle my Pandora and just let it play and let it flow. And usually what I need comes on. So And one thing that you and I have in common is like we're passionate about dance. Yeah. That's like my outlet. Um and you know, I love Latin, the Latin culture and I love I love salsa dancing and 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 all of that. And so that has really become a part of my self-care. Yes. Um and so because we're both very passionate about dance. When did you fall in love with dance at first? I The sad thing is I don't even really remember. Um, when I was younger, my mom had put me and my sister in dance classes and she, <laughs> my mom's so funny. She was upset because I kept putting on my tap shoes in the house and I would tap in the bathroom, in the kitchen and when she would tell me to stop tapping in one place, I'd just go to the next, like wherever there was like a hardwood, laminate, any type of floor, I was just, you know, tapping away. Mind you, I didn't even really know how to tap. I was just making the noise with my feet. Um, and yeah, left scuffs everywhere. So she- Your poor mom. Exactly. She was like, I should, why did I choose tap? Right. Why so, well, I and that's the thing. It was, it was tap and I want to say it was ballet too, or jazz, one or the other. Um, so I had dabbled in that not long, honestly, cause she got tired of me, uh, ruining the house. So she kind of just <laughs> she was like, yeah, you guys are getting out of that. And we were like, okay. <laughs> She'll give me them tap shoes. <laughs> That's literally how it was. Like, um, she was just like, yeah, no, you're doing too much. And I kind of was always that, that type of kid. I would just a little do, I would do the most, honestly. Like after that, she had put me into gymnastics. Next, you know, I'm hanging from the pipes in the basement. Like I was, I would do the most. Yes. Yes. I had to get out of that too. Um, 
Your mom's like, dang, I can't put her in any extracurricular activities. Like when I was younger, like we would watch, um, we would watch a lot of like different musicals, you know, on VHS tapes. Um, And one of my, right. One of my favorite, well, two of my favorites were Annie and um, Cinderella, of course, Rodgers and Hammerstein. So we would literally, me and my sister would watch those on a loop, like, that was it would it would be as if that was all we watched. Like what was cable? What? No. I know literally Annie and Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella from start to finish every word. Like it's just ingrained in me at this point. And it was a scene the scene in Annie um <laughs> where they're dancing in the hallway with the mop and the buckets where I was like I'm obsessed. Like instantly I was like I want to do that turn. That turn looks cool. I want to try that. And even with um, Cinderella, my favorite is the ballroom scene when everybody's dancing around and they're doing just the courting. And I'm just like, I love that. Like, I, I love it. I lo- like literally like my mind was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So that kind of sparked it. Um, and then like elementary school, middle school started dancing in the church. And of course that like heightened my love for it even more. Then I went to high school and would dance in high. I would dance at my high school and dance in the church. Then I went to college, kept dancing. So yeah, it was just it was one of those things where once I learned that pirouette that I saw that little orphan girl do, I was like, that's me. So I mean, that makes sense as to why I think the the thing that people are going to be interested to find out is that you're a Zumba instructor. Yeah. But I love how all of these things kind of come together because you've always saw yourself being a businesswoman and then you are passionate about dance. And so it started off with you taking classes, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about let's talk about how that went. So what even got you interested into doing Zumba? I know it's dance, but like there's so many other dance classes that you can take, you know what I mean? So why, why Zumba? Okay. Let me tell you how God works. Right. So (laughs) there was this woman at my job and she would irk my nerves just like, not in like the worst way, but like, you know how, when you got those coworkers who are just like, Oh my goodness, this, Oh my goodness, that. And it's like, you hear their voice and it's like, you know, to run in the opposite direction. Yeah. So she, she was one of those. Um, but one day she kept trying to invite me to her Zumba class. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, okay, yeah, thank, no, yeah, okay, whatever. So literally like a few months later, I went to the doctors and they had told me that I was borderline prehypertension. And I was like, whoa, that's not okay. And she was like, well, have you been, you know, working out? Do you do anything like that? And I was like, well, no, because after college, I just stopped dancing. Like I would still teach the dance ministry at my church, but I wasn't physically doing anything. Um, so I was like, no, I kind of calmed down from doing that. And she was like, well, are you stressed? And I was like, well, work, you know, is pretty much one of the main things that I stress about, you know, aside from every every day other stresses, like making sure my bills are paid and things like that. Um, like, right, adulting. Right, I'm like, that. that's, that's pretty much it. And she was like, well, um, it seems like, you know, stress is a huge factor for you. And you're going to need to find a way to channel that. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I guess I have to start working out. So I, you know, got the Planet Fitness membership and whatnot. I would try to go. (sighs) Wasn't consistent. It is not for me. I I do not like the gym. I do not like the gym. And the thing is, like a friend of mine during that time, um, he had 
helped me. He was like, oh, we're going to go to the gym together. I'm going to help you out, blah, blah, blah. He was great. He was encouraging me. It was awesome. But then it got cold outside. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this no more. I'm okay. And he's like... <laughs> I know that's right. Like, wait a minute. There's like, snow on the ground. How are you going to keep? I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, I'll just see you another time for drinks. Cool. Awesome. Like it was after, after I went to the doctors and they had told me that I ended up, when I went back to work, I want to say it was the end of the week. That woman came back and was like, Hey, I want you to come to my classes with me. I know you like to dance. This will be so much fun for you. And I was just like, okay, well I'll come next week. So the following week I went with her because, you know, the first day was free. Like your first day of classes, um, you would go free. So I was like, okay, it's a free day. I'm just going to go. We'll see how this goes. I went, I realized that there was more than just Zumba there. Like they had other types of fitness classes as well. Um, so I had went to the first fitness class. Um, I think it was like a cardio and tone type of class where you're like dancing, but you know, toning at the same time, you know, doing different, you know, weighted exercises. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, I like it. So then after that, we took like a mini break before the Zumba class started. So she was asking me, um, my coworker was asking me, oh, like, are you having fun? I was like, yeah, like, this is really good. Like, you know, it, it makes me feel like I'm dancing. And she was like, oh, wait till Zumba, wait till Zumba. I'm like, oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Man, once Zumba started, and it was crazy because like the instructor was like on 1000, like her energy was, her energy was all the way up there. And I was like, okay, I'm still, I'm tired from the first class, but I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to keep up with you. So she started screaming, doing this, doing that, shaking her hips th- this way, that way. I was like, oh yes, I like this. I was like, I like this. I like her. This is awesome. So the next day, um, my coworker was like, oh, are you coming back? And I couldn't make it that next day. But then that following day, I like joined. Like I was like, I'm in here. I'm doing this. So I had done it for, um, I had did it for just about a year almost. And then again, God coming through. He's like, um, one of my mom's friends, her their choir was doing something at the church. And she was like, oh, Raven, I want you to lead a fitness dance workshop type thing. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you know, could you do the dance ministry? I just figured something you could do quick for us. It doesn't have to be long, like 30 minutes. I was just like, okay, like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) Like, I, I didn't get it. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, so I can like try to incorporate a little bit of Zumba with a little bit of, you know, what we do in, in with the praise dance ministry and then add a little bit of fitness aspects to it. Like, you know, I'll add a squat here or there and, and you know, this and that. So we had did that. And then the class ended with um, just doing some line dances, just having a good time. And they were like, oh my goodness, this was so much fun. Like the feedback that, you know, they had received was amazing. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. All right, see y'all later. And I was just like, gone. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Um, right. So then um, that following year, um, Jessica was like, oh, Raven, do you want to do that again? And she wanted to um, reach out to, you know, one of my close friends who was also a member of the church. Um, he did yoga. And she was like, yeah, I can have you guys do something. And it'll be like a Yakim event. It'll be fun, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. For those of us that don't know what Yakim is. Young adults and Christian (laughs) (laughs) of the Amy Zion Church Connection. (laughs) 
I'm like, people are gonna be like, a, oh, a yam? Did she say oh, yam? Yeah, <laughs> the yams are the missionaries. Okay. Um, so, and she was like, yeah, you guys, like, it'll be fun if you guys do that. So I had reached out to my friend Andre and I was like, okay, so how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna make this work? He was like, well, you just do 30 minutes of your thing. I'm gonna do maybe about an hour of my thing. I said, okay, cool, bam. So we had did it again. And I, again, just put a little bit of Zumba moves in it, did a little bit of fitness stuff in it. Everybody loved it. Like people were like, this is awesome. When are you going to do this again? Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, okay, bye. Like, you know, whatever. So then as I'm continuing my Zumba classes at the studio I was at, um, the girl, the coworker who was annoying me, <laughs> ended up, you know, getting her Zumba instructor certification. And she was like, yeah, I got it. And it was so easy. And I was like, I was like, so are you going to start teaching classes here? And she was like, oh no, I'll figure out something. And I'm like, so you got your Zumba instructor license and you're just going to figure out something like you ain't have a plan. You just got it just to get it. So I was like, man, shoot. Like if I got mine, I know what I'm going to do with it. And you know, I, the dreamer came out and I just started thinking of random stuff. Um, so during this time, I was like so proud of myself. Like I went back to the doctor. The doctor said that I was doing great. You know, no risk of any prehypertension, anything. Blood was looking good. Everything looking great. Um, so I was just like on this high. I was like, yes, I'm finally feeling good about myself. I'm This fitness thing with me is doing well. Like I had lost like 10 pounds. I was like, this is awesome. So then, you know, the it was like right before the pandemic hit and I had signed up to get my Zumba certification. And the instructor was like, hey, you know, we're probably not going to be able to do it. We're going to have to um, just do virtual trainings, you know, for a while. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want a virtual training. <laughs> I was like, I want to be in person so I can really get the full, you know, experience of it. And she was like, no, I understand 100%. Don't you worry. I'll let you know when we'll have our um, trainings in person again. So bam, pandemic hits. Everybody's home, lockdown, the whole nine. I had stopped going to the studio. They started doing things virtually. And then I was just like, you know what? I, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, this is just not, I, I like, it wasn't bad, but it's like, like going to the gym and it was hard to stay motivated. Like I would be home all day from working and I would just want to lay on the couch and relax and go to sleep. Like I didn't feel as motivated anymore because I was sitting all day and you would think because you're sitting all day, you would want to get up and move. No, I wanted to just sit in another area of the house and just relax, yep. you know, and decompress That's from it. what I just did. So after a year, just about of that, well, not a whole year. Cause um, yeah, it wasn't a whole year, but like after like Christmas and all that January came and I get an email from the instructor and she's like, Hey, we're going to be able to do our live class in, in February. I was like, yes, put me in it. I'm there. Let's go. So go to the live class. It was eight out. Not was it eight hours? Yeah, it was about eight hours. Um, and it was literally just for, for excuse me. Hold on. Time out. Excuse me. It was eight hours for you to get your yes. instructor license. Yes. So oh, that's a full, that's a job. It was a full day. Like it was a legit full day. We had a lunch break. But we actually got out a little bit earlier than planned um, because we were moving through everything quickly. And mind you, this is like mask time. We're in there with masks on. Do Oh, yeah. So she started it. She started the training with a 45 minute just Zumba class. And, you know, if you know Zumba, Zumba can be very high intensity. You're jumping around. You're moving a lot. You're shaking a lot. You're sweating a lot. 
So how didn't you pass out? So I, I, I was shocked that I did not, <laughs> honestly. Um, but like, and, and it was interesting wow. because the people who were in the class with me, there was like people from Massachusetts that were there. There was one girl that came all the way from Ohio. I was like, oh, like people are legit. Like they're, they're ready. Mind you, this was in New Haven, Connecticut. Like <laughs> I'm like, y'all, right. I'm like, y'all traveled far just to come here, but okay, cool. So, you know, and communicating with them and just really enjoying the experience. I was like, yeah, this, this is, this is for me. Like this is this is what I want. So I'm an official Zen Zumba member, and I have my classes, and I feel good. <laughs> yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about your classes. Do you incorporate your faith into? Like, do you have classes that are faith specific? Just tell me about your classes. What kind of different classes okay. do you have? So going back to the this is how God works type of thing. Um, you know, all of the fitness things that I was doing with my church, like those little workshops that I was doing, I legit had a full class routine right there. (laughs) And since they loved it so much, I was like, well, I might as well just do a gospel dance fitness class. So I created that and I had reached out to a woman um, on Instagram who I randomly found, again, God just doing things, Um, randomly found this woman on Instagram who was doing the exact same thing, like a gospel fitness class. And I would watch her videos to see like how she was really incorporating fitness with gospel music. And I was like, yeah, I was doing it right. Okay. Confirmation come through. Like, let's do this. So that kind of just helped. There's enough upbeat gospel music, you know? Exactly. So that like really, um, boosted my confidence in myself to really, you know, just take that step and do the class in the first place. Um, And then, of course, with Zumba, and I learned this at the training, um, with Zumba, you're given initially just four styles of um, Latin dance to know and perform. So that's just like the Zumba basics. And it's um, cumbia, merengue, salsa, and reggaeton. So you can only do those moves to the music they give you. And I was like, oh, so I can't do gospel music to those moves. Got it. So, so I had to kind of like take away what I was doing by adding certain Zumba moves into the gospel fitness to kind of making it my own with regards to the dance aspect of the gospel fitness. Um, so I have gospel fitness dance classes and I also do Zumba as a separate class as well. And yeah, Zumba again, it's Latin rhythms. You shaking some hips, moving around. And it just feels good. <laughs> you know, speaking of the church, because I do love bringing up the church sometimes, were people receptive to that? Because I think, you know, sometimes, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that because I hate, I hate the term. I really do hate the term young adult because like we're all adults at the end of the day, all paying bills and feeding ourselves and, you know, paying car notes and stuff. Um, But the seasoned mm-hmm. saints is what I'll call them. How receptive yes. were they to Zumba and shaking the hips to gospel music? So funny enough, they loved it. Like they really, I, yeah, they loved it. Was that shocking to you? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> Only let's talk about like, the, let's talk about the yes and the no. Go ahead. Okay, so, <laughs> yes. I was shocked a little bit because I had, um, I had did an initial brand launch um, where I had invited just the people from my church to come. We would, we had classes, we had class outside. Um, so that way we could social distance and it would be spaced apart and whatnot. Cause it was still in the middle of the pandemic. Um, so 
we, I had invited like everybody pretty much to just come and show up. And my mom's best friend had promoted it as like a woman's event to really encourage a lot of the women to come. And she was like, oh no, Raven, I'm gonna make sure we get you out there. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Awesome. Like beautiful. My mom's generation was very supportive, 100%. Like they were down. And then, you know, my grandmother's generation, like my grandmother, she worked out all her life. So she was like, oh yeah, this will be great. You know, I'll tell some people too, you know? So when it came to the day of the event, you know, I got my little cousins there. Me and my generation is there. I got my mom's generation there. And then I was shocked to see a grandmother there. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, there was two of them there. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is beautiful. Um, so it, it was nice to see the older women of the church being accepting of not only just supporting me, but just, you know, taking a leap with experiencing what I had to offer, which was gospel dance, fitness and Zumba. And it wasn't like a full intense type of class. It was more so just like an intro thing to show them what I could do. Um, and yeah, like it, they they loved it. And the feedback I got from it was really, really good. And to be honest with you, my classes now are legit the older generation, like my mom and higher. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, it's, it's so great. And then um, for the no aspect, like, I wasn't shocked because they love me. <laughs> not, not, in, not in like a, a not in an egocentric type of way. Um, but like they genuinely, you know, I have love for them and they genuine ha- genuinely have love for me. And I've always shown up for them whenever they've needed me whether I volunteered or I was voluntold, like I would show up for them. And so the heavy on the voluntold, heavy on the voluntold, voluntold. but the fact that they, you know, I I didn't think that no one would show up. I knew someone would, I knew Mm -hmm. that someone would be there. Um, So I was, I, I expected for them to show me as much love as I've shown them, you know, over the years of doing service with them for them. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so it was just great. It was just great to see. Has it made you more health conscious or like food, like what you put in your body or things of that nature? Yes. But as a woman, a woman, you know, like we got those issues where it comes down to like certain emotional eatings and, you know, that time of the month type eating, which kind Mm -hmm. of, yeah. So (laughs) I I have gotten a a little bit better. I will say that not a whole lot. A little bit. Right. I still like my pizza. I still like my French fries. I still, just a little bit, um, to where I've definitely involved shakes more in my diet, um, be it just a protein powder based shake or some type of green vegetable-y type of juice or shake, um, for that matter. So I incorporate those a lot more, and they're a lot more filling than people um, put on. <laughs> Because at first I was like, they are. First I was like, oh, this is gonna be like, this is gonna be nothing. I'm gonna be hungry two seconds later. But no, they're actually really filling. Um, so I like to substitute from time to time with a shake, and that's really helpful for me to kind of keep myself together. And then I noticed um, because I do have anxiety that certain foods I would eat would really make my anxiety a lot worse. <laughs> so I had to cut back on. Mm. Um, I had to cut back on a lot of salty foods and a lot of sugary foods. Mind you, I like cookies. So <laughs> I had to stop. Um, right. Yeah, so I, and in those moments of the emotional eating, or even if it's hormonal eating, 
you know, we always gravitate towards yeah. something sweet, something chocolatey, something, you know, crackery. Like I love crackers Salty. too. Yeah. Saltines. I will eat a whole sleeve if necessary. Like So, and, and eating all of those things, I realized that my mindset would go so far down and I would second guess a lot more. I would question like any and everything and just create my own sense of paranoia. Mm. But then like the next day, if I do like a green juice and it all flushes out, I'm fine. (laughs) And it is the weirdest thing ever. But I realized that it had a lot to do with what I was eating and putting into my body. So I, I make sure that I incorporate a shake, you know, at least if not five days a week, at least four. Like I try not to not have a shake during the week just because of that. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, I think that's great that you even said that because I don't think oftentimes we think of how food impacts our mood. I think we always think our mood impacts what we eat, but not the adverse. And so I think that that's kind of that when you said that, I was like, oh, wow, I can see how, like, for example, I love chocolate. My favorite candy is Reese's, but I realize I cannot eat a Reese's at night. For a couple of reasons. I the chocolate has caffeine in it. So I would automatically my heart would race, which would bring on my anxiety. And then I would always almost wake up to an anxiety attack if I had chocolate or anything caffeinated at night. So I stopped Mm -hmm. taking I stopped eating things that would have caffeine in it, even teas, just because I realized how that was impacting my sleeping pattern and even my waking pattern. Um but for some reason, I of course, that's what I'm eating. That's what I'm digesting. And I'm not thinking of it like, oh, there are probably other foods that I, that do this to me. I think we tend to only think of foods as far as like, oh, this doesn't taste good. This tastes good. But don't really think of how it can yeah. impact really our everyday life. Um, literally. Liter- literally our everyday life. And I, and I just think that's a fascinating way and perspective to, for people to hear because there are probably things that people are eating that they don't know are triggering certain things. Like you said, it could, you know, um, bring on a a depression episode or cause you to start second guessing yourself. And I mean, that's, that's really fascinating to think about. It it really took the pandemic and even, so I would say like half of the end half of 2020 and then the beginning half of 2021 that was when I kind of figured that out. Mm. And it was just, you know, I would go to my doctor and she'd be like, oh, you know, you're healthy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel well. Like, I don't feel good though. Mm. Like I don't. And she would be like, well, what do you mean? Like, I was like, well, I'm not depressed, but like, I don't feel as up, you know, as normal. Like I kind of just feel like I'm flatlining. Mm. I'm not really like, my usual uppity self. Cause you know, I'm bubbly. I can be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like you, the infectious laughter. It's always right. there. Um, and she was like, well, have things changed with your job? And it was, you know, stress from my job and whatnot as well. So it was just like, okay, I had to like realize one, what, what in my life had changed mm. for the reason why I was starting to like, kind of feel eh. mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, we just had a whole pandemic where I was like in the house the majority of the time. I was away from a lot of people. And don't get me wrong, I am a very, very, very to myself type of person. So I loved every minute of it. But there were times where I legit would be like, I think I'm lonely. 
I would question it because I would be like, yeah, I would be like, do I? I think, I think, I think, I think, you know, we are introverted by choice. Whereas with the pandemic, we were not introverted by choice. We were told that we had to stay in the house, which is like, wait a minute. I want to be able to choose to say no. Now you're, now you're telling me I can't go. Like that's different. That's you're telling, you're not, I'm not, I'm not being introverted now. Now, now I'm being forced to do something. Yes. And I think, and I think that's what really got to me. And like, I would be on the phone with my sister a lot and she's like down in Florida and she'll be like, well, don't worry, you know, you'll be all right. Just see like who you can call up just to go out to dinner one day or something like that. And I'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, but don't want to be bothered on that day. Like, you know, (laughs) you know how I, I, what is it? It was a TikTok where they were like, when you make plans, but then you pray that on that day that those plans canceled. canceled. Yep. Like, yep. that can be me sometimes, yeah. you know? And, you know, sometimes it, it, they do end up canceling and I'm like happy that I'm home by myself. But then there are times where I'm like, oh, dang, why didn't I call so-and-so to go out here? Because today would have been a great day to do something, you know? But so it was a lot of that that was happening, you know, during the pandemic. And then just, you know, the simple fact of realizing that, okay, you stopped working out. That was one of your releases and you stopped doing that. So once I got my Zumba certification, you know, you get your starter packet of videos to rehearse for your first class. I started doing those videos as if that was my workout, Uh you know, and that kind of got me back on track of working out at least. But it was like that and the combination of like realizing what I was eating and just, you know, accepting that you really might have a problem like you probably do have anxiety and and issues like you you know just kind of realizing that for myself um and just working on it and and getting better at it and seeking help you know so that was doing all of that like within you know the first half of 2021 and, and even closing out 2021 like I feel so much better and I was talking to um uh a pastor who used to pastor my church when I was um, younger and well, not pastor my church, but she was the assistant pastor. And she had came to one of my classes when she had came in town and she was like, Oh, you look so happy while you're doing this. Like I see the joy in you. Like, and that's good for you. And I was like, no, it really is. And honestly, now that I've started this, I, I can't stop. (laughs) Like I legitimately cannot stop. And it's, it crushed me because, um, I think it was, I don't like to cancel classes. I really don't. So one day I was traveling and I was like, I had booked my flight for later that night. So I wouldn't cancel class. Like I would go to class and I would just go straight to the airport. Right. And my mom was like, well, Raven, that might be a little too much. Don't you think? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'll be fine. Like, this is going to be great. Like, no, I just, you know, (laughs) starting a little, you know, and I'm like, I'll be good. I'll be fine. It's okay. It's whatever, you know? And she's like, no, Raven, it's okay to just cancel class. It's only one day. You'll be fine. I was just like, okay. So I'm sitting on the plane and in my mind, I'm like doing all the routines in my head. Like we still could have had class, but I, I really feel like at this point, you know, now that I've started this journey, like I can't stop. And if it were to ever come to a stop, it's because something else to heighten me in another level of this has come along. And so I'm just going to ride this 
daggone horse until the horse falls down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, because I think about my own wellness journey, which is I've been on myself and like really working out, finding the things that I've enjoyed. And again, I hate the gym. I've I've, I've been the person yeah. that's like, I'm going to get a Planet Fitness account like in the first of the year and I'm going to go. I hate the gym. I don't like, I don't, there's nothing at the gym that I enjoy. And so, you know, when I was talking to my doctor and she's like, Alyssa, what can we do? that, you know, it is like, how can we help you lose weight? And so there was just a couple of things that I realized, like, I was like, I want to get checked for PCOS because uh, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that can contribute to weight, you know, your hormones and things of that nature. And kind of find out I'm on the PCOS spectrum um, oh. and all these other things, right, that contributed to me not just gaining weight, but keeping on weight. Um, And, you know, even again, like you said, being able to acknowledge that I I have depression and I have anxiety, that's not a bad thing, right? I'm not broken. I'm okay. I'm a human being. I just go to therapy. Actually, everybody should be in therapy. That is my motto because those of us, hello, (laughs) everybody who's currently in therapy, we're in therapy to deal with people who aren't going to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and so, so all of the different things that I incorporated to take care of myself, um, I said to my best friend the other day, I feel more like myself now than I ever have. And that it made me happy and sad because it was like, so who was I pretending to be all those years? Like what, you know, who, who was I pretending to be? Because if I feel like myself now, what the crap was I, who, who was she all those years ago? Yes. You know, like, I, I think it's a part where it's like you get a, you almost snap back to yourself once you start yes. really taking care of yourself and you realize, oh, I've been neglecting myself for a very mm-hmm. long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, just I think that came with a lot of acceptance. Right. Yes. So like what I said to my doctor, my goal is not to be skinny. I am. I am broad shouldered. I'm thick. I've been thick my entire life. I'm not going to be. I'm not trying to be a size two. No. And, and I had, and so I even said to her, like, this is my goal weight. That's where I feel comfortable. And that's what I'm going to do. Yes. And to stick by that plan, like, even with saying what we eat, I told my daughter, I'm not going to deny myself anything. Because that's right. where you that's where you fall off, right? You sabotage yourself doing that. <laughs> I'm not gonna have this. And look, let me tell you, somebody somewhere is gonna have that thing you say you're gonna have, and it's gonna look good as hell. And you're gonna I find eat my French fries. Hello. <laughs> okay. And you're gonna be like, damn, you're like, that smell real good right now. And you're gonna want it. And then the thing is, is if you deprived yourself from it, you're gonna then binge. But if yeah. you allow yourself that one once a month, once a week, whatever everything you want to do. Moderation. Everything, everything in moder- moderation. So, so tell me what it felt like when you like. What was that moment when you felt like yourself? Like, what did that feel like? What was that moment? And t- tell me who Raven is now. Oh my gosh! So for a while, and I'm I'm thankful to have a therapist who is a God fearing woman. And, and she was able to kind of snap me out of, you know, my own self in a sense, um, because I, I would have an issue 
where, and this is how, this is exactly how I explained it to her. And I'm going to sound crazy and I'm okay with that. So (laughs) I would have two sides of myself constantly talking to me at all times. Like every situation, there was always one side saying this, the other side saying that literally at the same time in my head. And it would bother me. And to, and I guess that's also where some of my stress was coming from because there was things in my mind that was just constantly going on. Again, I'm a dreamer. So I can envision something so amazing, so beautiful. But then I got little negative Nancy over here, like, you know, saying, well, but what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? And what, you know, and so I, I was battling that for longer than I even realized. And after like my first session with her, she, it was so funny how she said it to me because it literally kind of took me back. And I was like, dang, like, ouch. She said, she said, Raven, it sounds to me like you've been dealing with a constant battle between your spirit and your flesh, and you're not listening to what your spirit has to say to you. And I was like, oh, okay. Your therapist will read you like mine does. Mine reads me all the time. I'm like, Erica, you do not have to talk to me that way. Like, And when she said it, I literally sat back and was like, oh. And she said, yes. So that little negative voice that you're constantly hearing is your flesh because your flesh doesn't want to do what your spirit is telling you to do because your flesh wants for you to stay in the same place. Your flesh wants for you not to grow. Your flesh wants for you to just be complacent and be acceptable with what's currently happening. Whereas your spirit is telling you that greater is right on the other side. You just have to walk. So after we had that nice little session, I went to sleep. (laughs) Right. Nice little session. Um, (laughs) Her telling me my whole life in a matter of a few minutes. Um, Right. Goodness. So after that, um, I want to say I had went to sleep and I had a dream and it was the most weirdest, interestingest dream ever. Again, I'm a dreamer. So when I be having dreams, like my dreams be legit. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes my dreams be nuts and out the way, but the, the, the meaning is there, you know, Mm -hmm. you just got to focus, pay attention. So I had had a dream and it was, it was funny because I'm laughing because I was watching um, the originals. So it was the characters from the originals in in my dream. Okay. So Klaus was saying something to me. Love Klaus. Like, right. I was just like, I was in it. I was there. I was seeing it. But then, oh, I can't think of the other one's name, the brother. Oh, my goodness. But he was saying something else to me. And, you know, everybody knows that, you know, Klaus was kind of perceived as the bad guy in, you know, the show. And for some reason, I kept gravitating towards Klaus rather than the other one. But then at the end, it was the other one that actually saved me. And I was just like, oh, shoot. Like, that's deep. So when I woke up, when I woke up the next day, um, yeah, I kind of just like had that moment of, ah, oh, she was right. I get it now. I see it now. So from that day on, it was like more so me just making sure I'm in my Bible more. If I'm praying, I'm praying with intention and I'm meaning everything that I'm saying in my prayers, you know, just, just accepting that. I needed to take that step in that spirit walk, you know, and doing what I needed to do for my spirit in that time. And since doing that, I felt so much better. 
about literally any and everything that comes my way. Um, and I have a better attitude towards a lot of things in life. And it's so weird because, um, like people always ask me like, Oh, how are you doing? Are you okay? Like at first I'd just be like, Oh yeah, I'm fine. Like, no, I feel great. Like I genuinely feel great and I feel a lot lighter and I feel as though, you know, yeah, I still have moments where I slip, but like, I am more confident now than I was before. Like when I was younger, I would always like be very timid and shy. And, you know, for some people that was amazing. For some people that was beautiful. Some people loved that about me that I was so, you know, quiet and shy, but I've been opening my mouth a lot more lately. And some people don't like that. And that's okay. Cause you can step aside, Hello. <laughs> you know, and, and kind of just accepting that, you know, whatever level God and his, and his way has for me to, to reach, that means other people are going to have to fall by the wayside. I can't be quiet and timid anymore. It's time for me to show up and show out. So that's what I'm going to do. Starting with my classes. <laughs> like I'm going to make sure my classes are out there. I'm going to make sure that I'm enjoying myself doing my classes. Like even if like there was one day, um, literally my mom and my little foster sister, Sophie, were the only people that were there. And I had gotten a couple of text messages like, oh, I'm not going to make it. Oh, I'm not going to make it. So I was like, oh, mom, I guess we're just doing a one-on-one day. And she's like, oh, you're not going to cancel? I said, uh, you're here, aren't you? <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, we're going to keep this sucker going. Now let's go. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's one person there to 10 people there. I don't care if I'm there by myself. I'm going to utilize the time and I'm going to make sure I'm continuing to grow in what I started. So yeah, that was kind of like my wake up moment with that therapy session and that dream with Klaus and the other guy. It was weird, but yeah, I got it. (laughs) But one thing that I wanted to ask you too, is that, you know, being someone who is bubbly, someone who loves to have a positive attitude on the days that you're unable to do that, where it's hard to do, how does Raven like to soothe herself other than Dan? What is your self-care routine? It varies. Um, I, I, I'm weird. So not that I'm weird, but like, I like to do a bunch of different weird things. So it really depends on the day. Like sometimes I'll just like play gospel music and color in a coloring book. Um, Some days I'll want to just do a whole non-thinking and I'll like open up my computer. I love to play the Sims and I'll just play the Sims for like two, three hours, just about. (laughs) And, and for those who don't know what the Sims are, it's like a a life simulation type of game. You know, you get to create people, create their houses, all that stuff. And I find it soothing building houses in this game. I can sit there and build a whole town just about, and that's my relaxation for the day, you know? Um, So yeah, from, from coloring to reading a book, I, I do enjoy reading books um, as well as playing the Sims or just literally sitting down and just watching a movie. And I'm good for like some rom-coms and I will sit here and cry my eyes out watching these rom-coms with some popcorn and I'll be okay with that, you know? And if, and it just feels, it feels good. So those are like little things that I like to do to really relax me and then cleaning. I like to clean. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling some type of way and I see that the dishes aren't done, like I'll go from doing the dishes to next, you know, I'm mopping the floor to next, you know, I'm my way to the living room and I'm like making sure the couch looks good to next, you know, I'm in the bathroom. Like, yeah, it, it, 
my mind just goes and I just start like, you know, focusing on cleaning things. And once my space is clean, I feel better. <laughs> and my last question for you is if you could give people a takeaway, one takeaway, what would that be? Honestly, just love yourself. Like know you and love you. And if in finding out who you are or in figuring out how much you love yourself, you realize that you do need outside help besides just sitting at home and binge watching TV, get the help you need. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid to ask for help and just continue to love yourself because nobody else is going to love you better than you do. Amazing. And so where can people find you on social media and where can they learn more about your classes? So my website is empoweredancefitness.com. And my Instagram is, it's sad that I have to think about this. <laughs> my Instagram is at Raven V. And then the Instagram for my business is Empowered Dance Fitness. One word. No signature, no signs or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to put, I'm going to put that all in the description so that you guys can follow Raven and get inspired and hopefully, you know, get your own wellness journey started. And it's never too late. Um, and I just hope that you guys learned something. And I enjoyed talking to Raven as always. And I really appreciate your honesty and your transparency. And I think it's great to see people, I hate to say people our age because we're not really old, but you know, like it's just, it, I feel like fitness wasn't something or wellness isn't something that we were really taught. You know, like it's not yeah. something that I can, I remember it being a part of like something that I learned. And so right. I'm always proud that we're, we're the next set of generations that's like, we got to change this. Cause yeah. if some of y'all saw what church was like and what the food is like at church, it's fried this, it's collard green. It's literally Thanksgiving food. Generational curses. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all Thanksgiving food. Yes. Like it's in, and then the there's like, fr there's, there's punch, like it's all, you know, we're, it's ridiculous. There's a meme out there. We're talking about memes. That's like, oh God, we want to thank you for this food. And it's literally like a fried, like a thing of fried chicken, yes. a pan of like macaroni oh and cheese yes. and like Hawaiian punch with like, you know, a scoop of sherbet in it. Like, <laughs> please let this be nourishment for our bodies. <laughs> yeah. Like we're asking this to nourish our bodies, but it's, yeah. it's junk. Yeah. It's good. It tastes amazing, yeah. but not every day. So Sometimes let's have grilled right. chicken. Yeah. And it, it, like I said, it's so unfortunate because like, you know, our parents, grandparents, you know, they, they kind of just did what they've always done. You know, they're that generation mm -hmm. of, well, this is how I was taught and this is how it's going to be. Whereas we're kind of, and I, I give so much credit to those younger than us who have, you know, seen it sooner than we did and are realizing mm -hmm. like, no, this is not okay. We're not just going to keep just doing things because that's how it's always been done. Like, no, my life will be different. I'm not going to yeah. fall into those same patterns because that's how everybody on my side of the family ended up with diabetes. That's how everybody on this side of the family, like, you know, and, and it's like these, these generational curses that don't have to be like, yes, diabetes can be hereditary, but they're there. You can make your way around that. Like just eat better, take care of yourself better, like do better, be better. That's all we can do. You know, our ancestors, it's all about choices. Our ancestors did not tread this path for us to screw it up. 
Okay. So Raven and I will probably continue this conversation off a line, but I really <laughs> um but I really appreciate Raven for coming on and giving us um all of these beautiful bits and of information and you know little nuggets to think about. And if you are in the New Haven area or surrounding areas, you know, definitely hit up one of her classes and we'll be going um, virtual in January, so She'll be, look at that. So you don't even have to be in New Haven. It's coming. (laughs) You don't even have to be in New Haven. You can just be wherever and you can, but let's support this amazing, beautiful black entrepreneur in her efforts. And let's, you know, I hope wherever this takes you, it's just amazing, amazing heights. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. This is fun. (laughs) 